Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Welcome to SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay, and this is our weekly digital marketing podcast. I'm joined by uh, Vice President of Organic Search Operations, Dwayne Forrester, Vice President of Search Marketing Operations, David Satella, Social Media Editor, Christy Kellogg, Director of Training, Mindy Weinstein, and SEO Manager, Rob Ramirez. We have a lot of people on this show. We're going to get a lot of conversation going here. This will be fun. There's been a lot of talk lately about Facebook video ads, so we're going to start by spending some time discussing that, and a little bit later we'll talk about conversion and SEO and PPC and how it all plays together. Fantastic. Well, let's start with talking about Facebook video ads. You know, I was recently at the Phoenix Digital Summit, and this was a huge topic there. And it's also something that I know most of us have been reading more and more in the news and articles because it's a huge opportunity for marketers, and it seems like it's growing. You know, really, Facebook's giving YouTube a run for its money nowadays. So Mark Zuckerberg, I don't know if you heard this, but he recently made a comment that users are watching about 10 million hours of video every day on Facebook. That's crazy. In my opinion, crazy. But it also means that there, with all those video views, that means there's advertising dollars there too. So Facebook's made some recent additions to video ads, including automated captions, and they're also using more video ad analytics via Moat. So that's a new thing that they just added. But I just want to take a step back to talk about video ads and then open it up to the group. Now, when I was at um, the Digital Summit, there was a speaker, um, Nick, Nick Hopp, and he was with Movement Strategy, and they do a lot of Facebook video ads. And one of the comments that he made is that the ones that are doing the best for his clients are videos that educate, which isn't shocking, entertain, and join the conversation. And the last, the latter one about joining the conversation, he gave examples of the more the social holidays, and they do ads that play on those. I mean, for example, I don't know if you knew this, but it was recently National Wine Day. I hope everybody celebrated it. <laughs> but those, those are the kinds of ads that do well that he found. And so, you know, I just wanted to open it up, like I said, to the group to just talk about Facebook video ads and what kind of potential there is. And David, specifically, that's something that falls into your court. So, I mean, what have you seen as far as the potential there? And is it a good ROI? Is it something marketers should pursue? Well, that's a good question. Let me let me step back for a second and just say that uh, Facebook is in a really exciting place to be these days. Uh, they they have uh, quickly become something that every advertiser should uh, ignore at their peril. There is uh, plenty of traffic to be found, and a lot of it is even good for direct response advertising. So, having said that, is there good ROI involved? First, first and foremost. Uh, video advertising on Facebook is fundamentally display advertising. So just like all display advertising, the click-through rates and the conversion rates are lower, and it's not as good for direct response advertising as it is for uh, brand advertising, uh, awareness, building engagement. For that, it's fantastic. Uh, it can be good for 
direct response as well, and I'm, I'm happy to supply a couple of tips for that. I'd love to hear them. Okay. <laughs> this actually pertains to most display advertising, and that is picture yourself or somebody else scrolling through their news feed. They don't, they're, they're scrolling to ignore things. They're not scrolling to look for things. They're just kind of browsing around, and they want to quickly get beyond the content that doesn't interest them. So the video ad has to, uh, within seconds, telegraph to the person looking at the ad that there's something in it for them. There's some reason for them to, to engage with the ad. Uh, so what do they see first? They see a headline. And the headline is crucial to uh, encouraging and persuading the, the viewer to start the video because it's not going to start until they, they click on the, on the little triangle. So first and foremost... The, the headline uh, has to be very persuasive. Uh, fortunately, there's some rich media that can reinforce this uh, feeling that there's something in it for the, for the viewer, and that's the static caption of the uh, video. So the first frame of the video is displayed along with the irresistible headline. So you've got a good headline, you've got a, a static uh, frame. They all need to scream there's something good for you, my target audience, if you'll just click on this button. Having said that, what's next? You notice in YouTube, most of the advertisements uh, are of the form that within the first four seconds, or after the first four seconds, the person who is a potential uh, respondent uh, can, can decide to stop watching the video. The same thing is not true for, for Facebook video ads. But there is a crucial number of seconds, and I think it's probably about four, uh, where the advertiser needs to really grab the attention of the person viewing or they're going to lose them at that point. Um, I think of good examples of engaging content. One of my favorites is uh, the series uh, that Geico runs, which is you know, kind of total nonsense, non-sequiturs, showing uh, uh, somebody's house being torn apart by movers and then segueing into Geico and then back to the movers. So, uh, number one, get a good headline that grabs the attention. Number two, headline must work with the static image that they see. Number three, uh, grab the attention of the viewer within the first, first four seconds or you've lost them. Those are great tips. I love the... I even wrote down the quote you said because I like it so much that people are scrolling to ignore. So they need to do the three tips that you mentioned to get noticed. I remember once I was at a conference and the gentleman who leads the monetization for YouTube was speaking and we had some time to just kind of talk on our own off to the side. And, you know, David, that point that you're making about the four seconds, like the number that they, the reason that there's that five second delay is because they know it takes that long to grab someone's attention, to get them in. And if you give them five seconds, you will probably keep them for two minutes. Um, and, and that's kind of why YouTube has that five second moment where, you know, you try to do something. Um, unfortunately, and this will span to Facebook, it spans everywhere. Most advertisers fail to capitalize on this. I absolutely love those autoplay ads that start off. And in the first five seconds, there's just a slow boil of low music in the background building towards some crescendo. Nobody's talking. I don't see anything on the screen. And at five seconds, I just hit skip. And you've never impacted me. I didn't know what your product was. Clearly, I don't care enough about it. That happens a lot. What I do find interesting about this is 
you know, um, Marcus talking about 10 million hours of video daily. I put up an eight second video this morning of a train at a railroad crossing I was stopped at. Uh, that's part of that 10 million hours. And those are not ad, those are not ad supported videos. So while the number 10 million is really impressive and the amount of video consumption is really impressive, I don't know that it can be directly attributable to video advertising plays. There's also, you know, latency in network connections, in your cable provider, in your, you know, your, um, uh, your mobile provider that play a role in how fast and seamless these videos do actually play before somebody opts to scroll off that section and, and whatnot. It's, it's interesting as well that Nick talks about, you know, um, uh, you know, creating video uh, for Facebook that educates, entertains, and joins the conversation, and that they've seen the best results with 15 and 30 second ads with higher engagement. You know, there's a lot of ways to slice and dice that. I mean, 15 seconds, I wouldn't consider somebody watching a video for 15 seconds necessarily being engagement. They could be completely tuned out just waiting for it to end because 15 seconds is a reasonable amount of time to let something go and ignore it. I'm not sure how much educating you get done in 15 seconds. You know, the, like I said, there's a lot of ways to slice and dice that. And I'm very conveniently using these things to, to paint that slightly, um, slightly uh, contrary view. Videos work because the human eye has been tuned evolutionarily to look at movement, to notice movement. It's what kept us alive and allowed us to evolve. And so any movement obviously catches our eye and we go toward that. That means we tend to tune in more to that. I still think, and David made this point, it's critical as uh, conversion. And I, I still think that display advertising, text-based advertising will usually have a better conversion rate because most people producing video-based advertising are trying for some level of entertainment, trying to be engaging with that, and they're missing the opportunity to put the conversion message front and center. So it, a lot of it just comes down to production, and that's what fails people in that environment. A lot of that has to do with the way people are conditioned to consume, you know, everything that we see online. And generally speaking, video does not lead to a sale, right? Mm -hmm. That is something that just doesn't happen. You know, when people are uh, in the process of learning about product services and be getting ready to become an actual um, purchaser, video isn't come to the top of your mind on uh, an avenue that you're going to end up making a purchase from. So it really does become, you know, the brand advertisement play, getting you at the top of mind, uh, getting you out in front of folks and, and mm -hmm. kind of branding your products and services uh, and your business as, as something uh, that people respond well to. I think one of the questions that I would have, for instance, on YouTube, mm -hmm. Uh, if I'm after something specific, yep. like how to fix a printer or right. you know something like that, I know that thing in front of it is an ad. Yeah, my eye is on the skip in four, skip yes. in three. I'm not even looking at the yes. video. I'm watching yes. the countdown. Exactly. So I'm visibly ignoring it yes. to get to the content yeah. I want. Yeah. On Facebook, I think the issue would be why am I on Facebook? If yeah. I am on Facebook to just do my light reading and not necessarily engage heavily in a philosophical debate, yep. if I'm just there saying, hey, you know, what's going on in my friend world, mm -hmm. uh, and I see something that is a video, if I play it, which, by the way, I take a lot of model play, but if yeah. I play it, 
and it starts with an ad. Yeah. I wasn't that interested in that no. video in the first place. I'll just exactly. skip right over it. So exactly. I, I think it's like one second, two seconds. Yeah. Unless I am on a mission, and I'm not sure Facebook is a mission-centric well, but, thing. But if you're on the mission to fix your printer, you're not going to Facebook to look for videos on how to fix your printer. Correct. Right? That's that's just not how it works. You know, I, I'm a big believer in video advertising, but David made a point early in this conversation, which is what's in it for me as the consumer and if your video does not, within the first five to ten seconds, grab me so tightly and prove to me what's in it for me, you know, you've really lost me. I mean, you're waiting for the video to add, the credits roll, then you click on a link. Like, that's a bit cumbersome for the average consumer. It seems like it's not, but really they just want something. If I like it, I want to click it now and go. And that's that. that's not that easy. I mean... If I'm watching a how to use something video and I'm interested in the product and I click that ad, if I actually click that that video player, it pauses the video. It doesn't take me to the product. I then have to go look for a link to do that. And this back to your point, Bruce, was I really that interested in it? You know, do I just kind of fizzle out on it and that's all? And worse, maybe I was kind of interested and I come back a week later because the brand pops back into my head or the use case pops back into my head. Then I go look for it. I find it and I engage with the website and buy the product. You have absolutely no way to link attribution in those scenarios. So you have no idea if those videos are doing anything for you or not. And you know, I, I love video. I think it's incredibly engaging when it's done right, but it is so frequently done wrong that it, it's painful. Wow, you guys have given us a lot to think about when it comes to Facebook video ads. It's time for us to take a quick break, though. When we return, we'll discuss conversion and what it means to SEO and PPC. You don't want to miss it. More SEM Synergy coming up. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Mindy Weinstein. Uh, Before the break, we were talking about Facebook video ads, and there was a couple mentions even about conversion, which is perfect because that leads us into our next topic. Now, Search Engine Land recently published a conversion optimization article, and it was written by the columnist Winston Burton. So the question that he posed in his post was, how do we improve conversion through SEO? And I really thought that was a great question, and it caught my attention because when we talk about SEO, we focus on getting traffic. But what he pointed out in his blog post was that really the user's intent should be at the forefront of our SEO efforts. And another reason that caught my attention is that's something we talk a lot about in training. So during our SEO toolset training, we talk about user intent and we talk about how the search engines are looking at that and how we also need to be paying attention to it. It comes across in our keywords and how we optimize. It comes across in our content. It really should be a focus of a lot of things. But I wanted to take it even a step further than um, what was mentioned in the blog post and talk about conversion in terms of SEO and also pay-per-click. Because if we're doing all the work to get in front of the right people, well, we want those people to turn from leads or web visitors into actual clients or customers. I mean, it really is about the bottom line. I mean, most of us are in business to make money, and that's what we do. Even if you're not in profit, you still have to think about converting that person on the other end. So I just wanted to open it up, the discussion to the team, because I know that we have a lot of opinions on this matter. Just really, what are our tips on conversion and it could be from the paid side and also the organic side so whoever wants to go first i open it up to the group i'll go first yeah for for ppc we we spend an awful lot of time uh concerned about conversion rate optimization and the the uh, fundamentals are really simple and they actually relate to what we were talking about earlier about uh, video ads in terms of landing pages for ppc ads best click-through rates, the best conversion rates, and the best uh, CPAs are, happen when there's a perfect correspondence between the search term, the ad messaging, and the landing page. So just as the, the viewer must understand or, or perceive that uh, there's something in, in it for them if they play the video, they must conclude within seconds once they reach the PPC landing page that they should read further, that they, the, 
the content is likely to, to satisfy the need that they expressed when they did the search query. So that's that's about 90% of the battle, or as Woody Allen said, 90% of winning is showing up. So the rest of it is uh, making sure that, and recognizing that the eye moves from the upper left to the lower right, that the page is laid out very cleanly. The content in most cases is, is uh, just bullet points so that it can be read quickly and that the call to action and the, the action uh, form or next step is at the lower right hand of the page. Do that and uh, I guarantee conversion rates will double. Excellent. I'm impressed, David. Thank you. I, I want double conversion rates. I think everybody <laughs> wants it. And I mean, seriously, I, I wrote a book on this stuff and you know what David's talking about is, is spot on. Um, I think what we've seen as well over the, probably about the last, I'd say, five or six years, so we've seen a big change in the focus of SEOs. This isn't to say every SEO has changed their focus, but a lot of SEOs have changed their focus. It manifests, you know, I'll, I'll highlight our own work here at BCI. Um, you know, we're focused not just on driving traffic, we're focused on driving the quality of traffic that converts, on impacting the bottom line for the business in a positive way. And I think a lot of smart, savvy SEOs have taken that approach now. It's not just about, you know, there you rank and I throw responsibility for everything else over the fence to someone else to figure out. You know, you have to have an understanding of that. It's why we keep having conversations with people and saying like, yeah, that big keyword that you think you want to rank for, you don't really want to rank for it because it does not give you converting traffic. That is a bit of a nuance that really sets apart successful SEOs. And, you know, conversion is something that for a while was a very separate topic. It is still a separate topic in that it can be a specialty that someone focuses on and that is the only business that they work on. Um, from a business's point of view, it should never be a standalone thing. Uh, conversion optimization needs to be a part of every program you're running, whether it's social, paid, uh, organic, search, whatever, you know, it has to be tied to conversion at some level. It's it's simply not optional. If you do that, you're missing a pretty critical step here in the success of your business. Yeah, and you know, it's a great point about getting caught up a little too much in traffic sometimes, right? We see sometimes clients come to us in a panic state because they are losing a measure of traffic that they yeah. historically have enjoyed. Yeah. But it's really Google cleaning up the SERP. It was traffic you probably should have never gotten in the first place. You don't rank for terms that never converted for you. Right. Your conversions in your bottom line are better than ever because the traffic that you are getting is much more in line with what the uh, the intent of the user basically yeah. is, right? We, we focus a lot on goal completion um, on, on our pages, on our landing pages. Whatever the query and the intent of the query was, we want to make sure that it's obvious to the user and the search engines that when you've landed on the page, you're going to get the answer that you're looking for, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. If you're shopping, you're able to purchase something on the page. If you're looking for information about a topic, we've uh, laid out a, a good resource of information and accompanying topics that make sense for someone who is 
trying to do research on a topic and get more educated on it. So goal completion is is very important and it's something I think that a lot of SEOs uh, don't pay enough attention to, especially if you're just chasing traffic and chasing keyword rankings. Well, one of the things also that we focus on is the promise of the link. I mean, people forget that once I'm in a website, I often have to move around. And whenever there's an anchor text that says the page you're going to go to is about this, it has to be conspicuously obvious that the page you're going to is actually about that. Yeah. And, you know, the... It's a user journey kind of thing, right? Absolutely. As they flow through your site, you have to both entice them to move through your site mm-hmm. and the promise of the link has to be fulfilled on whatever page you land on. Mm-hmm. Because if I say this is a page about subject A and it isn't, yeah, I lose. Uh, one of the things that's still out there is also the concept of, from an SEO point of view, just using strong tags of your keywords in your opening paragraph, which will appear bolded, that helps you support the promise of the link. Because I now, when I scan that page I landed on, I see that it's more about what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. Now I can convert a little bit easier because I'm not hitting the back button or going to a a competitor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's something really fascinating about this, and it's this... um, I, I come into meetings, I walk by meetings all the time that are happening here in our offices and, you know, we'll come in in the morning and an SEO analyst will be standing there with papers in their hand waiting for Rob to show up to tell him that a client has emailed overnight and they're panicked about the loss of traffic and the loss of ranking that they're seeing. And Rob walks in and he's got a Starbucks in one hand and, you know, I don't know, a little girly donut in the other hand. And, um, and, and the analyst is kind of like hopping up and down like, we have an emergency, we have an emergency. and and they explain the situation, and, and Rob looks at them and says, you know, are conversions down? Is, is the revenue being affected? And the analyst says, no, then everybody just needs to calm down. This is not a panic moment. This is, this is probably good. This is a pruning of a sort. And when you prune something, it generally comes back fresher and healthier. That's, that's a good thing. And, you know, so many times businesses fall into that trap. They think that, you know, my rankings will always be there. I will always get good traffic. I will always get good conversions. They don't focus specifically on conversions. And when traffic goes away, they panic about a loss of traffic when, when there's no need to panic about a loss of traffic. So, so it's, uh, it's a pretty big ticket item in my book. One of the things that we're able to do and that uh, a lot of SEOs don't do is, is rely on the SERP itself to identify uh, what Google believes the intent of a query is, right? Yeah. The formation of the SERP and the types of results that they return are a very big clue as to what should be featured on the page that you're designing to attempt to rank prominently for any term, right? If you see PLAs and shopping uh, advertisements uh, plastered all over a query, then clearly Google is expecting that people are shopping when, when they're when mm-hmm. they're actually making that search. And you want to make sure that your page fulfills that intent, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's something that Google has obviously uh, millions of queries, million data on millions of queries in their index, and they're using that data to uh, solidify what the SERP should look like. And it's a huge clue as to what you want to feature on the page that you're trying to get to rank. And a lot of folks don't rely on it. Uh, they they get caught up uh, in nuance of uh, their own site in, in a bubble. And uh, it really isn't uh, served them well to do that. 
Conversion should always be kept in mind, whether you're focusing on SEO or PPC. We're out of time for today, but you can visit our blog at bruceclay.com slash blog for more expert tips. Thanks to Webmaster Radio, and thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the show to get new episodes delivered straight to you on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or your preferred podcast app. See you next time on SEM Synergy. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.